Today, Jim Jordan releases a bombshell report on the censorship industrial complex and its election day across the country. We will have what to watch for. We've got all of that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, and I am joined today by Yaku Bullions, Blaze TV contributor and host of The Bottom Line, along with Stu Bergier, host of Stu Does America, which you can find right here on Blaze TV, also wherever you get your podcasts, also on YouTube, so make sure to subscribe. I think I hit all that properly. Make sure to subscribe to Yaku as well. Please do. The Bottom Line. Also follow his Instagram page. Also follow his Instagram page. I'm also on Friendster. <laughs> Also, we're, well, we're talking about all of these social media, uh, you know, apps that we're on. For now, we don't know. We might be removed at any time because the censorship uh, has been insane. So according to a report from the House Judiciary Committee, new emails showed officials at DHS created a Stanford University disinformation group that censored, I know you guys are going to be shocked to hear this, censored Americans' speech before the 2020 election, including, of course, according to Jim Jordan's tweet here, including true information, jokes, and opinions. So just the the gamut there. Uh, so this was, the, the report was a project of the Select Subcommittee on I hate how long these or these names are, the committees. The Select Subcommittee on the Weaponization of the Federal Government. Mm. Could we use an acronym or something for that? Do we have to every single time? Detailed how the federal government formed a partnership with the Stanford Internet Observatory, the University of Washington Center for an Informed Public, and other groups. It was called Election Integrity Partnership. And uh, they said they aimed to identify election-related content that needed to be censored. So it worked with DHS Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency to flag, suppress, and remove online speech in coordination with, of course, Big Tech, which at the time did include uh, Twitter, now known as X. I'd like to believe that this go-around it won't, but... Um, I mean, they censored uh, Tom Tillis, they censored Marjorie Taylor Greene, they censored Babylon B, they censored Newsmax, they censored Harmeet Dillon, they censored uh, Molly Hemingway, they censored all, all the usual suspects, Jack Posobiec. Honestly, I'm very offended at this point that I was not one of the people that was on their <laughs> list. I am really offended. I was saying all sorts of controversial <laughs> stuff. Not I, once did I put, did I, was I put on, the, I am on many government lists, but that one I really wanted to be a part of, and I'm not. No, but they did. They did censor a lot of content in this show during that period. I mean, I'm currently under a YouTube ban mm -hmm. for doing a show on the Constitution of the United States, oh, by the way. Oh, how dare you? I mean, that's <laughs> your fault. You should have known that was coming. Come on. I was asking for it. Oh, yeah, you were asking yeah, for it. You were. You just, were. Just did a show on the Constitution and why it's relevant today still. And they were like, nope, that doesn't work. <laughs> you can't post. Strike you. No, it's, it's nuts. It's, it's completely nuts. No, but, but Sarah, I mean, are we surprised? I mean, I think we're going to see more and more good for Jim Jordan. And, 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 you know, maybe it's best that Jim Jordan's not Speaker of the House so you can keep being this, this hunt dog mm -hmm. that goes after these things. There's just a line in there that just peeves me and then I'll stop. Uh, experts at universities. There are no experts at universities. They don't write the front of the check. They don't sign the front of the check. 
they don't have any business. They live in a bubble. They're experts at nothing. They're experts at indoctrination. That's what they're experts at. Mm -hmm. May I first say that um, there's no way they're even letting your T-shirt on YouTube today. That is not going to happen. We've already been banned. <laughs> well, she's covering day. half they're of them with her hair. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. It just says Akefield. <laughs> so there, maybe if, you, if your hair stays exactly in the right place, we might be oh, on YouTube man. today. Um, but it's funny because, like, you know, wasn't Stanford, and correct me if I'm wrong on, the, on which doctors were there, but wasn't it Bhattacharya and Ioannidis, like multiple doctors who were skeptical of COVID and were getting censored, were at the same place where they were censoring people and, like, First of all, you might want to go to the HR department if you're one of these guys. Um, but secondarily, it's just this, um, it's almost exactly what the government can't do. And when you think about um, the, the First Amendment, a lot of people will say, oh, well, I, you know, I said this joke and they kicked me off Twitter and that's a, that's a First Amendment violation. Well, technically not really, right? Like it's supposed to be the government doing that. And that is a line legally, even if it's not in spirit, the correct mm -hmm. thing to do. But when the government works with these organizations, yeah. to me, it does cross that line, not just morally, but also legally. Yep. And, you know, this should be something that is obvious to everyone and should happen immediately, which is there should be laws passed that these that no one from a congressional office or anywhere in the federal government should even be able to reach out and ask for something like this. Because if you are some Twitter employee and you get a letter, a note from you know, the president of the United States or some senator saying, hey, someone said something mean about me. Can you please take it down right now? Or we're going to have to who knows what's going to happen. You're going to take that as a threat. You're going to try to protect your job. You're going to listen, even if you don't believe in the types of things that they're doing. That sh it should be illegal for a government official to even ask or publicly state this information should come down from the social media company. It's not your job to, uh, to uh, censor speech. And beyond that, it's actually against the type, the oath that you take when you go into this office. I was about to tell you, it's a violation of the oath. But Stu, also, something I think we don't talk about enough here is, is this white-collar crime that's very much like third-world crime, pay-for-play, quid pro quo, right? It creates these PPP relationships, public-private partnerships, mm -hmm. where the government is partnering mm -hmm. with a private corporation against mm -hmm. its own people. That's what this is. We have public-private partnerships here, maybe not in a written contract, but on the phone calls, if you don't, right. then X, Y, Z. Yeah, of course. I mean, of course you would feel pressure. Right. Um, but, but they are. They are working together to censor Americans. So, okay, so Jim Jordan went on on Twitter. He said, here's how it worked. The Election Integrity Partnership stakeholders, he says, including the federal government, would submit misinformation reports. EIP would analyze the report and find similar content across platforms. And then EIP would submit the report to big tech, often with a recommendation on how to censor. Um, so and then he went on to list some of the big players at the time, you know, obviously Donald Trump, uh, Senator Tom Tillis, Newt Gingrich, Mike Huckabee, MTG, Sean Hannity, Molly Hemingway, uh, Harmeet Dillon, Charlie Kirk, Candace Owens, Jack Posobiec, Benny Johnson. The list goes on. Um, Dave Rubin, James O'Keefe. And here's some of the examples of uh, what was censored. So the first one is a Donald Trump tweet that says Georgia counties using same software as Michigan counties also encounter glitch as far as voting software. It was linked to a Breitbart article, an actual article. Say what you want about Breitbart. I, I 
feel like um, is are they are they heavily right? Absolutely. Um, but uh, they are a news outlet and it is a link to a news article that was censored. Uh, let's sh- throw another one up here. Harmeet Dillon's tweet. Polling is going smoothly in many parts of Pennsylvania, according to my colleagues. Have spoken to multiple lawyers there, but Philadelphia has rampant problems. Is the Democrat AG Shapiro, who is on the ballot, giving them cover? We are documenting and handling this vote. Just a uh, question. Not controversial. It's not even an accusation. Yeah. It's really just exactly. a question. So I'm like, uh, mm-hmm. that was censored? Oh, okay. Here's one more from Tom Tillis. Uh, Thank you for this historic victory, North Carolina. Looking forward to six more years of fighting for you and your family in the U.S. Senate. Uh, Before they called the race or something? What would be the reason for censoring that? No, it was at 12. I was at 1205. I believe it was after they had called the race. So Mm. uh, I don't know. Maybe so that liberals didn't cry whenever they got a loss. I don't. I don't know, but these are just some of the of the examples. So you can imagine how much worse it got. And what I mean, you know, you you get to the point where these public private partnerships are so abused that like it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to make You're sense. About they, the, they know if yeah. they submit the report, it will happen. So yes. like you don't even have to have a reason. You just yeah. might not like someone. Like I don't like something that Jack Posobiec said today, so I'm just going to submit it. I don't like it. And they're going to do it because you're really talking about the government here being a steering committee, right? For private corporations, they tell them what to censor. Say, hey, we don't like this. Not why. We don't need to tell you why. Just make that one go away. And they go, yeah. Zuckerberg and the posse go, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and it's like that would be the reaction of a normal person who wasn't focused on protecting free speech, right? If you're just an average person, you're at, you work at Twitter, you make you know, $50,000, $60,000 a year, this gets, you get a, a note from some senator who says you have to pull information down. What are you going to do? You're not even going to question it. You're just going to do it. And, of course, the government knows this. You know, there are um, uh, real ways to stop this from happening. And, and, you know, we've seen this happening with, with lobbying. Um, you know, there was, lobbying was, is, is still a problem, but it used to be an even bigger problem. And they did go to – I had a friend who worked uh, in, the gov- in the government, and when he left, he went to work for a company. And it was against the law for him. I think it was like two full years for him to call anyone in the government and, and say anything about mm-hmm. this company in any capacity because it was could be seen as trying to influence policy. Right. Um, and he, he could be called in front of Congress to testify about it. They could put him in prison over it. These are major, major things. And they did that because I think people spoke up. They got pissed off about the lobbying thing. Eventually, some restrictions were pushed. Every new administration says, I'm the most transparent. So they pass new things. And it, and it gets better over time. That needs to happen here. This can't happen ever again. We went through two major uh, incidents here in this country, if you want to say COVID and, and, and the election, where people didn't know what information to trust. They were very upset about it, very passionate about it. And they were left in an area where they couldn't get any information that disagreed with the narrative of the federal government. That is what dictatorships do. Mm-hmm. That's what happens in, in dictatorships. When a war goes on, you can't see the information of the other side. When, when there's a big incident, you can only see their pitch. We're supposed to be the, the country that breaks all that up. We started to stop all of that behavior. And apparently, we've gone the wrong direction. It's, it's time, and this should be a public effort. And it should be bipartisan. This should stop. 
if Donald Trump becomes president of the United States, you want to give him this power? You want to give him the power to be calling up uh, all of your social media companies and harassing them to get stuff pulled right. down? I don't think you do. Right. But, but thrown in there, Stu, is your Nancy Pelosi, Paul Pelosi situation where you've got insider trading. Mm. It's not just about information and disinformation. It's also that there's a financial component yeah, to this. For sure. Can Wall Street talk to Congress? Can Congress talk to Wall Street? Can they go at a, a five o'clock you know, c cocktail and talk about the company. You know, that kind of stuff should not be allowed to go on. So while you have a politician walking there earning $120,000 a year and they walk out and they're worth $65 million. Right. Yeah, right. How, does how, does that happen, that, how does that happen? Right. Mr. I was in the Senate for four million years and all of a sudden he's very, very wealthy with Corvettes at every, every garage. Mm -hmm. uh, that's an interesting uh, path to fortune. I, I also, I mean, not to be Debbie Downer here, but um, I would just like to point out, I, we say this every once in a while um, on this show, that it's great that Elon uh, shined a light where we needed him to as far as Twitter. You're never going to get that on YouTube and Facebook. So like, you will, we will never know the depths that it goes as far as the government colluding with big tech to censor information, especially going into this election. I mean, to your points, too, absolutely, it needs to be fixed. It shouldn't be this way. But I just don't know the way out when it comes to those gigantic platforms because you've got Mark Zuckerberg running it. What's he going to do? But who should, Say no? Tell on the government? investigate him? The FBI. Good luck. Right. Right. Good luck when the agency that's supposed to right. investigate right. is part of the is part of the, the the scheme. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like so what so what's the way out there? It's hard to know because I mean they're not going to investigate themselves. They're not going to tell on themselves and quite frankly they're all working towards the same common goal. So I mean, Elon just has to buy them all. Yeah. I mean, that's the only that's way. It's the only answer. It's just the buy only some way. Teslas because you're going to need to fund it. It's a big, it's <laughs> kind of expensive, but I don't know if there's another way for us to get to those Did answers. Did you hear us, Elon? <laughs> it's the only way. Get moving, lazy. Um, all right, so let's go ahead and we're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, I want to talk about uh, the different elections happening across the country on election day 2020 one election day uh, here. And first, we want to thank our sponsor, Birch Gold. So Birch Gold, look, I don't have to tell you guys this if you watch this show. Um, things are not great uh, as far as the economy. Really? Are you shocked? No, no, uh, Bidenomics. It came in. It was all set. You up. know, so it's, it's funny. Yeah. They say that. They yeah, use they that do. term. Mm -hmm. They do use that term. But I think that they don't realize that that actually means nothing good. When they really? say economics right now. Really? Yeah. I mean, I've seen that reflected in polls recently. So, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, see, so the people who are being polled are like, yeah, we don't like every time we look at our IRA or our 401k and it just keeps getting lower and lower and lower and lower. So might I suggest, if that's you, that you look at diversifying into gold. You can do that with the help of Birch Gold Group. Uh, by the way, when you open a gold IRA for every $10,000 you spend by December 22nd, Birch Gold will send you a free gold bar. Dude, these things are so cool. I just, I... You just want one so that whenever your friends are over, you can be like, I have a gold bar. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. You're over there looking on your app for how much money you're losing today. Here's my gold bar. You want to hold it? It's pretty cool. You can text the word Y to 989898 to claim eligibility before Black Friday. They can help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a gold IRA for no money out of pocket. You're still going to get the free gold bars. So make sure to text the word Y for that free info kit. You can text the word Y to 989898.
So the biggest races to watch on election day 2023, which by the way, Texans, make sure you go out, make sure you go out and vote. There's still time as of the time of this taping here in Texas. Make sure that you go out and vote. There's a lot of constitutional amendments on the ballot. I know True Texas Project has a great uh, voter guide. Um, and by the way, anytime, this drives me nuts, anytime you see the word bond, <laughs> that's your money, so don't vote for it. Mm -hmm. Say no. Just say no to bond. Just say no to bond. You, you are literally saying, I want to pay more in taxes. Sure. Build a whole new basketball industrial complex for all, all these kids who already have a $5 million stadium. Yes. <laughs> You're hitting on my, this is like my pet peeve of the world. This is, I, it drives uh, me insane. Where do you think this money's coming from? All of them pass, too. All I of them. know. They all pass. Every 70, time. Yes. Every in conservative, time. in conservative so like, districts. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell is it other than voters not understanding anything? They use the word bond, I swear. They use the word bond because they know that there are enough people who are so uninformed that they're just like, oh, yeah, that's, just, that's a separate thing. That's not my money. That's, that's a separate money, thing. Sarah. That's free money. To right. It's just a $68 million dollar Football stadium. Yeah, I know. I said ISD. five. That was way off. Sorry. Sixty-eight million dollar football stadium for the new for the ISD. And I go, but you have a stadium. Right. Right. Not good enough. You have well, a stadium. It, it, well, right. What it, happens is, and I know this is not what you. Yeah. No. Not. I, I derailed myself. So yeah, it's go okay. ahead. Uh, it's they're, they, what voters do in these situations is they do what is called a benefit analysis, right? Not a cost-benefit yes. analysis, yes. a yeah. benefit analysis. Do I like football stadiums? <laughs> sure. <laughs> There's a town near us that's building $3 million worth of pickleball courts. Yes. No. Now, yes. Yes. now, look, pickleball's fun. I like playing pickleball. I love pickleball. It's a blast. We, Ten minutes away from this location is a giant chicken and pickle. Uh-huh. Chicken and Pickles is this big restaurant that's got like 40 pickleball courts. You can play pickleball there. They also have a tennis complex with like 24 tennis courts. You convert every court into a pickleball Two pickleball courts. Two, court. four, eight, whatever, whatever amount makes sense. Instead, no, let's build right across the street $3 million of pickleball courts. For a sport that, let's be honest about it, could be completely gone in two years. Like, I don't know. Is it going to stick around? Probably. I, I like playing it. It's a fun game. But, like, do we know this is an, an, an everlasting phenomenon, pickleball? Right. But, but if you want to uh. go build it and you have someone build it with their own money, have, yes. have at it. Right. Chicken right. and Pickle exactly. did that. Exactly. And then this exactly. town is going to undercut their business by giving away for free what they have to charge for. Is that fair? Is that a free market? No. They do this with, uh, with you know, gyms all the time. Mm -hmm. They they, they yeah. did this in, in a town near us as well, where they built this giant, incredible gym complex and plopped it down there. All the taxpayers paid for it. Then they still charge memberships, but they undercut the private businesses competing with them uh -huh. because yeah. they got all this free yeah, tax money. They so they charge half, uh -huh. and then the other companies go out of business. So you're driving the guy who helped pay for the yes, new business right. out then, of business. Right. And then the crazy irony is for the next 10 years, where however long they can stay yeah. in business, they have to pay taxes to the town that is undercutting their business. It's, it's, it's insanity, and everybody votes for them all the time. I'm with you. I don't care really what it is. If it says bond on yeah. it, no. Yeah. no. You got enough money for the yep. schools. I know you do. Yep. You got enough money for pickleball courts already. You don't need more. Yep. I, no. No more spending. Lower my taxes. Mm -hmm. I want them as low as possible, and let me decide what I want to do with my money. Yeah. You know what we did? Exactly. You get some chalk. 
And you go in the street. Yeah. Yes! And you draw yes. some lines. Yes. The street's and, already there. And you play. <laughs> yeah. And mm-hmm. you step out of the way when the cars come. That's and how we, you used to do it. And we did pay enough for the damn streets, yes, too, by the way. Thank you. We're constantly we paying own, for the we streets. Own those Don't even streets. get me started on that. We Constant own those streets. construction near us. I'm like, these streets are perfectly fine. Why are you tearing them up? Oh, that's right. Because you were given a budget and you want to make sure that yes. you utilize it all. Remember, and Sarah, while you're doing it, you're probably funneling the money into your yeah. relative's construction company. But remember, Sarah, the streets are racist. <laughs> Yes, it's a racist. Right, right, right. Well, now that I've completely derailed the conversation, um, conversation. let me go through a couple different states, uh, what to look for. So Kentucky is voting for their next governor. Daniel Cameron is running against, uh, this is the attorney general of Kentucky, Daniel Cameron is running against uh, Democrat Governor Andy Beshear, who won in 2019 by less than one percentage point. Uh, Virginia, actually, their all 100 House seats in their state house are up for re-election, as well as 40 state Senate seats. Um, obviously, that's huge because, so go- the governor, gubernatorial uh, race is not on the ballot, but this is, I mean, it's a GOP-controlled House right now. They've got a Republican governor. Um, so we'll see what that looks like and how that turns out. And I want to, abortion is also on the ballot in Ohio. Uh, voters will have the option to vote yes or no on issue one, which according to the language of the proposed amendment would enshrine in the state constitution the right to make and carry out one's reproductive decisions, including but not limited to decisions on contraception, fertility treatment, mm. continuing one's own pregnancy, miscarriage care, and abortion. Don't you love how they lump all of those things yeah. in together. Yes, yeah. I do love it. And they're doing that, of course, intentionally. Correct. Why? Because some people who don't follow these things every day will look at that and say, well, I don't want my contraception to go away. Exactly. We have to do this. Wait, ending one's own pregnancy, is there a big movement of people walking up to random pregnant right. women on the street and say, you must end your pregnancy, and they have to do it? <laughs> right. I must have missed all of this. Uh, miscarriage care? I mean, this is a, 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 basically a meme from the left that you can't get miscarriage care. Of course you can. Right. None of these things are up for debate at all in any area. Uh, but they do this intentionally because they want to fool people into allowing children to die. Mm-hmm. That's, what, yeah. that's how sick and twisted this yeah. is. You want to uh, have children uh, uh, not have a chance at life so badly that you will go and lie to voters and hope that it wins. And, and look, I'll be honest with you, you know, I've looked at some of the polling on this, there's not a ton of it, but the most likely thing that's going to happen is it's going to pass. And mm-hmm. Ohio, a red state, and maybe a little bit of purple, purplish here and there, but pretty much a red state, is going to be basically California on the issue of abortion. And if, you know, the voters there can't pick that up, this is going to happen to them. And it's going to happen tonight. This is where you draw the lines for your state on these issues, these critical issues. We can talk about foreign policy and Ukraine and all these things. And yes, dry up all money to Ukraine. But when it comes to your home and where your children live and life, those are spiritual lines that you got to draw and Mm. you got to step up. And it's absolutely unacceptable that this is even has a shot in the dark to pass in Ohio. Mm-hmm. That's, that's despicable. That should not even be a conversation, but you're right. I call it death by avalanche. They throw 900 issues into a melting pot and basically coerce you and shame you to vote for something. But the underlying motive is get rid of little human beings. Right. Right. And to both of your points, uh, there was a poll that was conducted October 9th through 11th that found that 58 percent of Ohio voters would vote yes 
on that proposed amendment. 34% would vote no and 8% were undecided. I, really? At this point in the abortion debate, you're undecided? Oh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure <laughs> if I want to kill babies or let them live. I, I, I don't know. I need to give it more thought, I guess. Yeah. And, and we, you know, talk, people bash polls a lot, which is understandable sometimes to get pissed about it. But, like, what polls do very well will tell you generalities. And if you have a poll right. with a 24-point lead, likely that's the way it's going to come out. I don't remember when that poll came out exactly. October but, 9th or 11th. Okay, so probably. Pretty recent. I, I mean, I, I, I what would have shifted their, yeah, their thoughts on abortion between then and now? Yeah. Yeah. And while this issue is supremely important because we want children to be alive, uh, secondarily it's important because this is the strategy that the Democrats are rolling out and trying to roll out nationwide. They know their president is old and unpopular and incompetent and terrible. You saw the Siena poll from this week, mm-hmm. you know, where he's po- unpopular everywhere. Their big way of pushing back against this is make everybody hopefully talk about abortion. Is that going to work? I mean, I don't know. As a nationwide strategy, I'm pretty skeptical of it. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it does. It did seem to work here when they got it on the ballot in the first place. Kind of just you know manipulated people into thinking something was going on that wasn't, and they're going to do that again tonight. Probably will work, which is really disgusting and sad for the children that won't have a chance to live and grow up to be voters of their own. That will never occur now. Um, if, if this goes through, but you hope for a miracle. Yeah. Um, certainly, That's God right. can pull off things that are that we don't expect. Um, but is this the type of thing that's going to move people in purple states to vote for a guy who has ruined their life in almost every way? Right. Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of skeptical of that. Right. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's go ahead. Let's um, take a quick break, and then I want to finish talking about uh, what else is taking place on Election Day around the country. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Genucel. So Thanksgiving is two weeks away which means the best Genucel sale of the year. Just in time for the holidays, the Genucel Most Popular Package is back for you to look stunning for your Thanksgiving gatherings. And with the brand new Genucel 3, also included in your Most Popular Package, it, they're, they're telling you, you are going to look 10, 15, even 20 years younger, guaranteed. Uh, you can take advantage of the Genucel Best Sale of the Year and say goodbye to fine lines, crow's feet, bags, puffiness, laugh lines, dark spots, whatever ails you about your skin, whatever you're insecure about, Genucel can handle it. And um, look, you're going to feel and look your best. Or they say, your money back. No questions asked. They guarantee you that. So there's no reason not to try it. You can go to genucel.com slash Y for a really great holiday discount, better than 70% off on Genucel's most popular package with Genucel 3 and Dark Spot Corrector. And for results in 12 hours or less, the immediate effects is included free. You can go to genucel.com slash Y. That is genucel.com slash Y. So just to wrap up what to uh, look for on Election Day, Ohio is also going to vote on the legalization of marijuana. Uh, Mississippi, uh-oh, Yaku's already mad again. I mean, <laughs> You know, actually, it's an interesting We're not talking about California here. We're talking about a red, supposed red state. I question whether they're actually red. It is, it is a fascinating conversation because I used to be libertarian on this. Like I used to go, I don't, I mean, I don't know if it, it's not gonna affect anyone else, it's fine. It's not my cup of tea. I, th- I do think it's weird that like it's not legal federally, but the states are mm-hmm. making it yeah, legal. Like that that's weird. Yeah. Um, but I used to have this like, that's not my business approach. And now that you see what the legalization has done to all of these other states that have implemented it, it's like nothing good has come from that except maybe the state gets more money. Not even. It created 
That is a farce. Really? That is an absolute farce for the state to collect. Oklahoma was decimated and they didn't even pass full legalization. They passed full legalization to grow hemp. Mm -hmm. And the Chinese rolled into Oklahoma and not only grew THC at like, I've got so much study on this, insane levels, because there's a direct correlation between drugs and crime. Hello. Right, of course. Okay. That they had to claw it back by mandates and Kevin Stead had to fight for his state. The constituents said, sorry, you lied to us. Your heads are going to roll. We, we, we've got mm. Chinese smuggling marijuana out of Oklahoma through Texas, through human trafficking, across the border into Mexico. Uh, go look at Boulder, Colorado. Right. Go look at Colorado, what happened to legalization. It decimates yeah. Portland, Oregon, it decimates a community. Mm -hmm. It's when I was in Vegas recently and like, you know, everything flies in Vegas, basically. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's, it's Vegas, right. it's, it's Sin City. And you know, you walk down the streets, if you've ever walked down the strip, yeah, like, I mean, the crap that goes on out there on the street is insane. And like, you know, you're getting flyers with, you know, naked people on it and like prostitution being advertised openly. I mean, this has been the way it's been forever. Obviously gambling goes on inside the walls as well. But like, even Vegas is like, we can't walk anywhere. It's just smoke. It's just constant marijuana smoke everywhere. Can we stop this? How do we stop this? Um, it is, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing. I mean, you got to make a decision for your own state. I will say like, marijuana is still illegal. Like, right. it's, it, it, if you want to take this step, then have the balls to go to Washington and get the thing passed. Mm -hmm. This weird middle ground is very bothersome to Dude, me. Dude, you yeah, can't I even agree. bank it. Yeah, you can't. You can't. Right. They literally on Fridays, and I've witnessed this with my own eyes in Vegas, and I will not mention the name of the guy who runs the largest dispensary, and I went down there, and they have armed carts yeah. with duffel bags on a Friday with cash. Yeah. I'm talking about a million, two, three, four million bucks in the parking lot because you can't bank it federally. Mm. You can't transport it across That's state crazy. lines. Yeah. It's federally illegal. That's but wild. the states are telling the constituents, we're going to get taxes. They can't even find the people to tax <laughs> right. who's growing the crap. Yeah. Right, because it's all in cash anyway. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, okay, so I want to play, just wrapping up, I think there's, what, there's one other, Mississippi is electing uh, their governor. So yeah. it's an it incumbent should be relatively Republican. close, even though it's a red state. Uh, that's a problem. Important race. And then Kentucky one, which I know you touched mm -hmm. on as well, is, is pretty crazy that a Democrat is the favorite there. Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, he's doing this type of thing where he's just basically not acting as if he doesn't know who Joe Biden is, you know, <laughs> I, you know, and it, interesting strategy. Yeah, like, I don't well, who? I don't even heard of the guy. What are you talking may work. about? I hope not. Well, it's interesting because this is something that um, the media is sort of praising. They're like, well, this is a very interesting experiment. Well, we should see what happens here. What if he ran on a lot of the Democratic policies but didn't mention Joe Biden specifically? And it's like, well, Republicans have been doing that for years, like, right? Like, they when they're in a purple state, they're like, they say all the things that Trump is doing, but they don't mention Trump because they, you know, the association isn't always positive in every area. When that was happening, they were called like insurrectionists. Right. I don't know what happened here, but Kentucky, I guess, is a good story. <clears throat> so I want to go back to Virginia for a moment because there were a couple interesting confrontations at the polls there today. Uh, here is Arlington, Virginia, a crazed leftist lunatic approaches a Republican poll worker, and here's that exchange. Now, uh, when you people tried to overthrow the election, you might have been, might as well have been walking up to my head on the way to the polling station, putting your gun in my head, trying to tell me not to vote. What? And you expect me not to take that personally? Try to overthrow elections with violence? 
and then you're out here among decent people. Thanks for what coming out. What do you have to there. say, then, huh? What and what's on your what's on your uh, uh, your what are your policy prescriptions? Have a nice day. You rapist rights. Yeah. Involving is... yourself in people's families and their bedrooms. It's pretty wild. You animal. Oh, but wait, there's more. Steal my vote next year. I'm gonna remember you personally. Thank you. In fact, I'm taking a picture of you. No one's trying to steal your vote, sir. Is that all right? Yeah, you Permission? can. Yeah. It's a one <laughs> state. Yeah, one party state. It's a one party. You want a state? One party country is what you want. Hey, sir. That's how not are what you? that meant, Head sir. In the vote? Yeah. Could I get a Republican sample ballot? Um, He's not sure. done. Thank you. You know, and wait, there's more. They put on the face of a good neighbor, but they support lynch mobs or the KKK or their Bible beating bigots and freaks. And wait for it. Wait for it. Yes, he is walking back to his Prius. Stunned that he had a Prius. Right. As he's like walking away, I'm like, Please tell me he gets in the, please tell me he gets in the Prius. Please tell me he is about to open the door of the Prius. He did. He did. Um, this is how, this is the type of, of, this is what the rhetoric leads to that you hear from the mainstream media and the left. This is, this is the result of that. I want to play one more clip here. This is from Prince William County uh, over in Virginia. Another crazed leftist lunatic confronts a poll worker. Here's that. Hey, young man. Hi. All maggot needs to go to Gitmo. You Republican maggot are scum. You're scum, buddy. This is what we're up against. It's it's the party of love, Sarah. Right. The party right. of tolerance. tolerance, acceptance. Acceptance. Mm -hmm. Bring mm -hmm. all the illegals. We'll house them. Mm -hmm. We love you. We love everything and everybody. They love themselves. Mm -hmm. They have deified themselves. These are like little, little goblin demigods mm -hmm. that just grovel off the dirt of the floor. And they're so miserable in their lives that they would just vent. You know, the, the world I come from, it's a different continent. Okay. When the guy tells you that you've used violence against me, you may as well just go and deliver a broken jaw. Just, there you go. Now you got something to complain about. Yeah, I mean, you know, that was unhinged. He's, I don't know if you guys caught the very beginning of it. It's a but miserable like, person. You, you tried to overthrow the election and you might as well have just put a gun to my head. Like, what? Yeah, exaggeration, massive overreach. And, and again, I mean, it's like everyone is responsible for their own actions and accountable for their own behaviors. I get that. But would this be happening if you did not have a mainstream media who was constantly amping these people up, who was constantly telling them about how violent the, these domestic extremists are, the MAGA terrorists, ultra MAGA terrorism? I, I, how much of it is the media's fault for the way that they portray people who like I don't know, less government and lower taxes. <laughs> this is an interesting point. I, I think part of this, too, is that a, there is, this is the downside of engaging extra voters, right? Like, I understand we all want people to vote, and that's important, of course. 
But, you know, we always say learn, then vote. Yeah. The order is important. You don't just go and vote. If you, if you are a person who has not spent five minutes thinking about these issues in, with any depth over the past, let's say, 12 months, maybe don't vote. Please don't maybe vote. Maybe go to happy hour and enjoy <laughs> yourself. Because people like that are people who aren't thinking about this on a daily basis. They don't they don't consider these issues with any sort of nuance. They see, you know, they might see a tweet here or a TikTok there. They make up their minds that the other side's evil and they go and yell at them in public with obviously no knowledge at all about what's what's going on. Like engage, like encouraging people like that to go out and vote is not the sign of a healthy society. I, I blame MTV for this, by the way. Yeah. I blame Rock the Vote because there was this weird thing that happened in that period where like we were like, yeah, Every twenty, you know, everyone, you, are you eighteen? Get out there and vote! Come on, they, well, you, you need to be engaged. Maybe you don't need to be engaged. Maybe for an idiot watching, you know, uh, uh, you know Carson Daly yeah. on MTV every day, you shouldn't be out there voting. Total request live. Total request, TR, I was starting to think of TRL. You called it. You pulled it out. I love it. Um, you know, maybe that's not for you. You know, maybe maybe you spend a few years living, learning, understanding what the world is, understanding both sides of mm-hmm. these arguments. What you know, the side that says keep babies alive, the side that says don't. And try to figure out which one you're, what side you're on. Maybe you're on the dead baby side. Maybe you think the dead baby side's the side to go to. And if you come to that over a long period of time, you're a terrible person at least, but still, <laughs> uh, it's great for you and you've made that decision on your own. Um, if you happen to put no thought into this and you're just rushing up because it's the thing to do, right. and that's where we are now. Right. It's become this like trendy, fun thing to do. Go out and vote. Tell everybody that exactly. you... you know, the, the, but it's an uninformed vote. Completely yeah. uninformed. Yeah. No life experience backing it up. And I said this on your show, you know, I think last week I said, remember, the 15-year-old in the middle of COVID in lockdowns, right? That was indoctrinated through a screen with a, yeah. with a teacher. They're voting. Yeah. God, that's scary. Yeah. That that's person scary. is that's now scary. voting. Yeah. yeah. It's that inter- intersection of Last like, word. you know, uh, complete ignorance and certainty. Yeah. And like that is a dangerous intersection. Like you don't want to stand in the middle of that. If you don't know what you're talking about, don't be certain. Right. <laughs> um, all right. Let's go ahead. And uh, we got to take another quick break, but we want to thank our sponsor, Relief Factor. So Relief Factor, I've used it. Glenn has used it. Jason Buttrell has used it. And if you are living in pain, you really need to try Relief Factor. It's an all-natural anti-inflammatory. Um, and obviously it's an alternative to pain medications, but it actually gets to the root cause of your pain, which is, of course, the inflammation in your body. So it's not just going to be like a band where it's going to feel good for a while and then you're just going to be in pain again. You have to try Relief Factor. It can be life-changing if you are living in pain. So here's what you need to do. Go order the three-week quick start. It's $19.95 and 70% of the people who order that reorder it because it's working for them. So the odds are in your favor that you will be out of pain and it can be life-changing for you. You can go to relieffactor.com to get that three-week quick start over at relieffactor.com. All right, it's interesting um, because, you know, we're talking about all of these elections and you have Senator John Fetterman, obviously a Democrat. I don't think I need to remind you guys of that. Uh, going out. I to remind him of that. I may, well, I do, I, he has to be reminded every day, <laughs> but not you guys. Um, apparently, he has accused uh, Gavin Newsom of running for president without actually ever announcing. Here is some of that. Watch. Now there are two. There are two additional Democrats running for Pennsylvania. Excuse me, running for president right now. One, one is a congressman from Minnesota. The other one is the governor of California. <laughs> They're both running for president, but only one had the guts to announce it. 
Was that shots fired by John Fetterman? Interesting shot at Newsom. All true. Right. Newsom is being schooled by China. Sure. How to turn this country into a communist society. But interesting. I mean, interesting. There's some beef between Fetterman and Newsom. Who knew? I, I don't know. I mean, well, probably his people just told him this is what you're going to say. Yeah. Right. Well, it could be that Newsom has hair and <laughs> has suave, which which it's diabolical. Mm-hmm. So was Obama. But you it, don't. He, what? I don't, I don't think. He, I don't think that fine has, specimen. Look, the, the 7XL double triple <laughs> The Undertaker sweater. You don't think it's you don't think it's working for him? Not so sexy. Really? No. Huh. It is weird, though. Fetterman's had a couple moments lately. Like, that was, that's actually kind of a funny moment. He's had a couple of those lately, and he's, I mean, look, credit where credit is due. He's been largely right on Israel. Mm. But emphasis on the large. <laughs> I think that's probably a, it was a shot fired, but I think that was probably in defense of his, the ring he kissed, which is Joe Biden. Yeah, yeah. That's, probably that's probably what that true. was. Okay, that so was. I'm sure. But le- so let me play one more recent John Fetterman moment. Maybe this is the one, which is one of the ones that you're talking about, Stu. But uh, he was heckled by a pro-Palestinian protester. And he was like, Tuh! well, actually, I'm not even going to, I'm not going to spoil it. Here's, this is a little news package, local news package on that watch. She's why all of you are here. But moments later, he's interrupted by a protester. 4,000 plus dead children in Palestine, Fetterman says this. The joke, the joke is on you. I had a stroke. I can't fully understand what you're saying. <laughs> the man is eventually escorted out by police That's as he tells line. the senator to go home. It's oh <laughs> a legitimately oh funny my. line. How convenient. Dude, he was so fast to pull that card. It's like, whoa, I got a card. Yeah. Yeah, but it was a race card. Was it a joke? Was he serious? I don't know. Oh, I think it was serious, but serious? it was also a funny way of delivering that information, I think. Joke's on you. Yeah. Um, and the re- but the reason he's getting protested by Palestinians is because he's been yeah. saying yeah. like, hey, like this is what are we talking about here? These people were murdered. It can't be a ceasefire. So you give him some credit for that, and that's not a bad line. I mean, I'm not, I don't think Fetterman's <laughs> going to win us over anytime soon, but he's had a couple a couple good weeks at least for him. A couple zingers. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's go ahead and uh, take a quick break. We'll be right back. I also love that when he's he's holding the sign, as that guy starts yelling. All right, I want to play a quick clip of a uh, Zelensky. Like, all right, fine. Maybe my funds have run dry when it comes to the United States, but I don't know. Could could I like take out some credit? Maybe watch. If you can't give us, can't give us some financial support, okay, okay, please give us a credit, and we will give you back money. No. We'll give you back money. No. Money we do not have. Listen, I've heard how corrupt the money laundering situation is in Ukraine. I don't want to. I'm not, I'm not touching you with credit. Absolutely not. Line of credit. I love the fact that BB said, no, no, no. You're not coming to Israel, buddy. We're busy here. We do real work. I'm not an actor. That's an actor, by the way. That is an actor. Like the role of a president to get a nation to believe that he could be president. It's a fact. Hmm. Soap opera. Played a, he played the president yep. in a soap opera, and then he became president. Now he's out scouring for lines of credit. 
Yeah, I just, no. I think he should pay us back in David Buster points. Um, I think if, because then we could all go to that little thing, that little area, and buy like a Slurpee machine or some candy. Yeah, a lava lamp. A lava lamp. Ooh. They've got several lava lamp, nice lava lamps there. So, I mean, I think he's good for at least half the, the money that we send to him should at least come back to us in David Buster points, and we'll call it even. <laughs> I'll pay you back. Hey, buddy, we've given you 200 billion. Yeah. Right. Right. So we want kind like, of a big number. I, I, we want at least 600 billion David Buster points in return. That's fair. That's a lot of lava lamps, to be fair. A lot of lava lamps. That's great. He loves cheap toys. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. Jakubuyan Stubergear, I appreciate you. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.